This program is sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund. For Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Zion's sake, I'll not hold my peace. Welcome to For Zion's Sake. Isaiah 62.1 is taken directly out of the Hebrew Scriptures when the prophet Isaiah declared, For Zion's sake I will not keep silent, and for Jerusalem's sake I will not keep quiet, until her righteousness goes forth like brightness and her salvation like a torch that is burning. Your hosts for the program are Shelley and June Volk, Jewish believers burdened to see Jew and Gentile become one. Believers strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. We are the Volks. My name is Shelley. And my name is June. Hi, everyone. It's good to be with you as we start another week of broadcasting. And we have a one-word title or theme that we're going to be speaking of this week. And that word is partakers. And I'd like to start by giving a definition of the Greek and Hebrew words that are translated into English that stand for partaker. It means a participant, a sharer. It means a fellow. It means partners. It also is translated into the word companions. And one of the Greek words for partaker comes from the word koinonia, which means having things in common. So I want to start with a question. Are you aware of and have you appropriated the intimacy that God desires you to have with him? And too often we as believers have an an official or a legalistic view of situations where God always looks for the personal view, especially regarding relationships. For example, We are or should be servants of the Lord. That's the calling for every born-again believer, to be a servant. So Abraham is a perfect example of a wonderful, obedient servant who served God faithfully. How did God relate to Abraham? Remember, he was a servant. The scripture says that Abraham was a friend of God. And God referred to Abraham as my friend in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 8. Another Old Testament example, of course, would be Moses. He was an incredible servant of God. And this is what we read in Exodus 33, 11. The Lord spoke unto Moses face to face as a man speaks unto his friend. Do you see the intimate relationship that God had with Moses? And what should we say about God's heart toward the church? We read in Acts chapter 20, verse 28. The church of God which he purchased with his own blood. God loves us so much that the word shows us that he has called us to be partakers with him to accomplish his purposes here on earth. He has closed the great gap between who he is and who we are. How? By making us partakers with him. If you have your Bibles, turn with us to Second Peter chapter 1, verses 1 to 4. We're going to be reading from the New American Standard, 2 Peter chapter 1, beginning the first four verses. Simon Peter, 
a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who has called us by his own glory and excellence. Verse 4, For by these he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Get hold of this. This is what we're going to be speaking about all week. God, out of his extravagant heart and wanting us to be participators with him, we have become the partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Junie, this is such an overwhelming verse that God has made us partakers of his divine nature. He tells us how to do it. Yes. We? Let's hold off on that for a second, Junie. Because okay. The nature of God is in us. We are not God's. But when we are born again by the incorruptible seed of the word, the nature of God in our born-again experience is imparted to us. Isn't it true, Junie? We are called to be God-like, Christ-like. We were created in his image and his likeness. And here God is sharing his nature with us that we become partakers of that uh, nature. It's overwhelming when we con- when we stop to think of it. God says, "Be you whole, be ye holy, as I am holy." Isn't the demonstration of humility God's humility? We human beings are not uh, humble. We don't have humility. It's not a human characteristic. But I remember what Andrew said. Andrew Murray said when he wrote a book called Humility, humility came to earth in Jesus Christ. That was his nature. Isn't he the righteous one who became sin for us on the cross so that we may become the righteousness of God? God imputed his righteousness unto us. None of us were righteous. We might have been self-righteous, but that's against the word of God. God's righteousness allows us to participate with him, partakers of his righteousness. We have his nature his divine nature is in us through the promises. Junie, we got to sit back for a moment. I mean, we're not going to do it now. But just contemplate what God has provided for us. And there's initial, an initial entrance into being able to partake of his nature. And that is being born again. Yes. Giving the Lord our heart asking him to come into our life and asking him to teach us how to partake of his nature. Yes, And it's all in the scriptures. Hallelujah. It's all here, Shelley. Yes. um, Even as you were reading, I read on for the next three or four verses. Are you going to touch that later on this week? No, I don't know, but go on. All right, so why don't you read... Uh, you read up to verse 4, right. read 5 through 
8. Okay, we're in 2 Peter, chapter 1, beginning at verse 5. Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Wow, Junie, that really does say it all. And how does it happen? When we become partakers of God's divine nature. And how do we become very practically everyday partakers when we recognize in our actions or our responses to people that they're not godly and the qualities that you just read are not ours. And that's because we have a new nature. God is given us his yes. spirit. He's given us his life. Yes, He's Lord. enabled us to partake Hallelujah. of his nature yes, Lord. in our new self, which we read about in Ephesians. Amen. So when we see that we are not partakers, instead of getting discouraged, we thank the Lord for really showing us and we do what's right. We change. Amen. We say, Lord, change us, teach us. And if we've been offensive out of our old life, ask forgiveness. Really? If we've been hurt and held on to that hurt and become angry and bitter, we ask the Lord to forgive us and to change us. And we choose to forgive. Thank you, Lord. So we're partaking. Yes of the new life that Jesus, yes, yes, his divine nature is in us when we're born again. Yes. You know, Junie, we can verbalize and say, the Lord is in me. I abide in him and he abides in me. And it's all true. But the question is, how real is it in in our lives? If his nature in us is a reality, we see, and I know you were referring this, the reality will show up by seeing what the conclusion of verse 4 is in chapter 1. We have become partakers of the divine nature. Now here's the important aspect. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. So here's a litmus test, Junie, I think for all of us. If we are still involved with the corrupt nature of the world, if we have a world's mentality, if we're still thinking and acting the way we did before we were born again, we have not become a partaker of God's divine nature. So it's a clear demarcation that we must part. God has given us the privilege of partaking in his holy nature, divine nature. And I think the word holy is very important. Yes. Because the world is not holy. It's fallen. And when we partake of the things of this world which are not holy, that defiles us. Mm. So how do we know we're defiled? Lord, teach me how to walk with you on a daily basis. And this is not legalism. This is freedom. It frees us to be all 
that God has for us to be. And we won't know that, Shelley, unless we begin to experience his life. And that's, you know, it's just like meeting someone and using words, I love you. Well, do you really know that person? Mm. We're married 56 years and we're still learning about one another. Isn't that amazing? It really is amazing. You so know, ma- how much more then with God, who we can't see with our natural eye or touch or feel? It's true, Junie. It's, I'm overwhelmed by the subject. And, you know, I'm, I hope we're speaking to ourselves as well as to our listening audience. So how real is it in your life that you are becoming uh and sharing in the divine nature of our God himself. Because if we're not, it's not our fault. It's not God's fault, I should say. We have not appropriated what God has allowed us to participate in, and that's nothing short of his divine nature, that we were created in his image, and he wants our likeness to be demonstrated in all of our lives. And because we're fallen... We need to be born. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your extravagance in sharing your divine nature with all of us, my God. And I pray the world does the world's mentality doesn't interfere with that. But we should be heavenly minded people living a heavenly lifestyle because we're participating in your divine nature. We pray this for all of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelley and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. That's P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona 85252. And you can also contact them on their website, ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. That's ShelleyAndJuneVolk.com. Until next time, the Lord bless thee and keep thee. The Lord make his face to shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift up his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. This program was sponsored by the Psalm 127 Fund.